Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 228 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I am your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Librarian Archivist of Lave Station, uh, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edelweiss, Ben Mosswoodwood. I'm still trying to grind me beans. Okay, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have hiding in the background and full of plenty of opinions, our Chief Bar Steward, Grant Psychocow Wilcott. What are you saying about me? Oh, yeah, I remember saying, when you used to be nice. I am being nice, I'm just saying that you're full of opinions. I'm definitely full of something, although I think it might be leaking out. <laughs> And also joining us in the Sidewinder bar, we have two miners. We have, from Distant World 2s, we have Polish Dan. Good evening. And we also have Commander Will T. Riker. Good evening. If you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in-game, in open. Where are we hanging out then, Ben? Since you're so good at hanging out. Only by proxy. Uh, I am currently in Omega Sector VE-QB15-B5-15, which is otherwise known as the station, the Omega Mining Operation, which is at Waypoint 2 for Distant Worlds 2. And in a bit, I'll be doing some mining with Dan, I think. Lovely. So there you go. If you can't get to us in-game, we are also in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. And, of course, on Twitch TV slash laveradio. So we'll go around, everybody, see how they've been for the last week or so, uh, and just to basically catch up. So we'll start this time and get it out of the way as quickly as possible with a bathroom update. Commander Psycho Cow, how have you been? Right, well, bathroom update. We started work on the bathroom again last week and um, we did the prep work. We brought in all the tile stuff and on Thursday this week we will get the floor either half finished, which is technically three quarters, or we'll get it um, fully finished if a bit of luck, but I doubt it. Um, so Rule of thumb is going forward. The problem we have is um, more to do with the logistical balance of Susie, who... The last time we did the tiling, it took us from around about 10am right through to 8pm. And it meant the bathroom and the bedroom was off limits for Susie for that whole time. And she just can't handle that level of time without being able to get into bed and lie down to let the pain sort of subside so um, we tend to have to work around her schedules now you can't do tiling um, like that and our original plan was to get a tiler hired and then we would go away for a week or a, you know for a couple of days and let them get in and work 24 hours a day whatever they wanted to do however they wanted to tackle it and you know we could have still done that but my um, Moof's uh, health is just not up to the bending so I need to be involved so, yeah, uh, we're going to try it in small chunks weekly from this point onwards. So hopefully in about two weeks, the floor will be complete. And then we can start on the tiling, the areas where we can put in bits and pieces. Because at this stage, it'll be waterproof and ready to, to go. We can plumb in and everything, all well, the plumbing's done. Um, it really is just to get the tilings on the wall and then wallpaper at the end. 
and painting done if it needs it. Um, so it's really not too bad at all. We're getting there. It's just a case of we've just got to adjust it to rather than being done before Christmas that particular year when we started um, getting done before we leave the um, yeah. the, uh, what would you call it? the decade? Because <laughs> it's just other than that um, if you caught my Twitch show on Friday you'll know that we had a, I don't know what you'd call it, some kind of brainwave some kind of bizarre thing that Susie takes the blame for because she said why don't you guys play Countdown on your stream and I thought right okay we will but then we'll need to code in some kind of a, a way for people to pick letters and numbers and a conundrum we'll need to do that too um and so on it went, and um, yeah, I think you're right there, Ben. I think I have got those the names mixed around. I don't think I've mixed it on on the, on the proper feeds because if I go to the proper feeds, they should be correct. It's just a case of when the crew page I marched it up. Um, so I've been um, coding uh, background for this countdown game, which actually now works really, really well. In fact, we just coded in buzzers so that uh, we can buzz in on the conundrums. So the only thing that's not Technically possible to do in the software that we've got is pause the clock on a video that's playing and then so That's going to be something I'm going to have to do in a slightly different way But I'm quite confident now that we're going to be able to do countdown grudge matches um, Which could be quite fun. So will you be able to play street countdown? <laughs> yes, uh, in fact that is pretty much guaranteed. We could increase the number of letters required up to any amount that you want dynamically. So if you want to go for 22 letters and street counting <coughs> special, uh, if, you're, if you feel that Tanitinba is not a strong enough word, we can help. And um, the conundrums work brilliant. Okay, it's just, it's so, it's so easy. It's unbelievable. So Mr. Hankey was our Rachel Riley, although he didn't do the sums. Um, Nobody did the sums. We didn't think that bit through and realised that absolutely none of us are expert enough in numbers to be able to work it out. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, is that right? It could be, mate. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there is an important question here, actually, for your grand from Tuplex, who's just wondering, what size is your bathroom? Um... The bathroom is probably because we did knock a wall down, um, um, and regain about I don't know a sort of a half a, a meter and a half by forty centimeters. That was a, a recess in my son's room, and we flattened his wall out and took that recess into the bathroom, which made it a bit squarer. Which I think is around about it's maybe um, five uh, four by three. Four what feet? Meters. What feet? Three meters. Meters. Okay, so four by three meters is pretty big then. About twelve meters squared. It is quite big, but then again, yeah. also my measurement skills are bad. It could be four by three feet. <laughs> you could you could certainly lie down in both directions, so it could be three by two. It's not small. It's not tiny. It you know it's quite a big. It's a bathroom. decent size. Yeah, the, I mean, it's it's something like eight rows of tiles on the floor, and we have 30, no, sorry, 3,000 wall tiles. Okay, okay. Right, by the way, Dan, I am approaching the hotspots now. Yep. 
So, um, yes, well, after that update, I think we'll move on to Commander Shan. How have you been? I've been very well. I've actually achieved something this week in that my office wall that was needed scraping and filling and everything else like that is now repapered and painted and ready for shelves. So the office project will be complete within 10 days. So, um, and it was done all by my own self, which I'm even more proud about because usually I, I search the internet, look for a decorator and go, here's some money, tell me when it's done. Um, but I decided to be adventurous this week and do my office wall. Uh, In-game, I've been doing the mining CG. Um, looked at how much it would cost me to ship my cutter out to, to store more mines, and it was a cool 75 million. So I decided not to do that and stick with my crate. Only 75 million? I thought you'd be, you'd be fine with that. It's on my second account, that, and that only has uh, one and a half billion in assets. So ah. I was being cheap. Yeah, I see. So, Ben, what have you been up to for the last week? Like how I like how like uh, Shan, I've actually been doing the mining CG for the uh, for DW two as well. Though so I did, I wasn't a cheap bastard, and I did go off and pull my crate here, which cost me a cool fifty three million. So I'm actually surprised how much, how little less my crate was to import compared to your cutter. Uh, but my the cutter the crate phantom that I had originally, it could technically do mining, but it's not good for doing bulk mining compared to my crate mark two that I I had all kitted out as a miner already. Fair enough. Um, well, we'll welcome our our two miners. We have a uh, uh, commander Will T. Riker. What have you been up to for the last week or so? That's quite easily said. 90% have been doing the community goal and managing the PS4 miners and getting everybody up to speed on this. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I take it, Polish Dan, you have been doing exactly the same thing. I've been in charge of the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how's that going for you then? <laughs> it's been a royal mess. No, it's been fantastic. It's been absolutely brilliant. It's a good job you didn't say royal car crash, because that would have been quite... Uh, no, no, quite come bad. on, come on. <laughs> ah, but will he say sorry afterwards? Then he'll probably say not sorry and under his breath afterwards. So, um, oh, let's see, personally. Um, well, I, as you lot all disappear off to distant worlds, I'm, I'm still back in the bubble, trying to keep it safe from Thargoid invasion. Um, not doing a very good job of it, I'm afraid to say. We've got quite a few stations on fire at the moment. Um, apart from that, well, I'm afraid to say back into hospital again to have surgery, but um, on the mend. So, I think we'll we'll move on I was to... going to ask you, Colin. Oh, um... sugar. I was just hoping to skip over that. No, no, I was, I was going to say, um, if you have to have a repeat procedure, can I have your stuff? <laughs> Well, you want the stuff that's left over from the procedure. You're quite welcome to that. Well, actually, I, I, it's kind of a bit sad, really, because I, I, you would have thought they would have given you, like, in a little jar to show your kids, and then you'd have been the coolest dad ever, and they could take it to school and show the teachers and things. 
Well, considering it was it's Burns Night, not so far, uh, not so far in the distance future. I'm quite sure some of it could be used in the haggis, but never mind. Let's move on. Oh, do you know? Um, just on, on the sort of you know on the awful talk topic that we're on, um, <laughs> I uh, went to my local butchers who makes the most amazing haggises, and sure enough, in stock they had none of their own making, and they've not confirmed whether or not they're going to make any of their own this year, which is. Absolutely heartbreaking to me. Um, I shipped about 12 of them out over the UK. You know, not because anybody wanted them. In fact, quite the opposite. <laughs> but um, I went in and they didn't have any. I thought, oh no, but they had this yellowy one. And I thought, what's that? And it was a Stornoway. You know, you, everyone knows Stornoway black pudding is possibly one of the nicest black puddings you can have. Uh, it doesn't have that rough um Stinging the back of your th- stinging, yeah, it does. At the back of your throat at all. It's a very smooth flavoured uh, black pudding, and it's delicious. No gristle. It's a well made. So I thought I've got to try this haggis. It was kind of the texture of pa- cat food, the pate, you know that pate stuff, and the mm-hmm. flavour was definitely nice. But my God, I've not stopped farting, and it was two days ago. <laughs> Uh, there you go. The the ultimate in uh, gastric workouts is definitely in the McSween's vegetarian haggis. I don't have <laughs> got any cheeks left after the end of that one. But we are digressing a little bit <laughs> here. <laughs> so what we'll do is we will touch on the development news. Um, now, first up, of course, there has been a new update. And as I found out a couple of minutes ago, a new, uh, new launcher. So... Update 3.302 came out last week, last Thursday to be precise, um, with a lot of bug fixes. However, there did seem to be a couple which seemed to be missed. Um, I do believe one of them is still the player-to-player low wake. The mass lock's still not working in the low wake. That's, that seems to be still in the game at the moment. Uh, and the other one... Uh, there seems to be a lot of discrepancies with the background simulation, but um, I do believe that there are unexplained drops in influence in the BGS for the uh, Anarchist minor factions since the update. Uh, is this affecting the, the truckers at all, Cal? Uh, the, I don't know. I know there's been... We had issues when the update came out... Um, whereby the um, oh, what was it now? It was the, the combat zones and things weren't working properly, and that was having a a knock-on effect. But I've not heard of any serious problems. Um, it did look like for a while that we were actually going to struggle to keep our home system. Um, I've I think been was... speaking to some of the truckers doing the BGS stuff with regards to the live radio things. And they have been saying it's been unpredictable. It's also had wider issues than player factions as well. This is the BGS being a bit strange in that certain materials are now virtually impossible to get directly, such as pharmaceutical isolators, because traditionally the pharmaceutical isolators were spawned in systems in outbreak and uh, and other places, but mm. because the PGS, these systems haven't been flipping to outbreak, meaning they haven't actually been spawning. So what people are having to do is either do passenger missions to try and get materials, or like cross trade. You know where you where you 
get a proton heat regulator, whatever it's called, and then trade it for pharmaceutical isolators. Then, of course, you do lose, you know, you have the exchange rate, but currently, yeah, the BGS is a bit messy at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, um, a a little bit of complaint on the forums, not as much as, um, it doesn't seem to be completely broken, uh, but, you know, there's enough there to make everybody scratch their heads, I think. Um, so, I mean, was there anything there that you saw in the um, the update list? You went, oh, glad that's fixed. Uh, yes, the abrasion. Last yes, time. mind you, that wasn't in the the list. They missed that one off, but they had fixed it. That's right. Yes. Um, so I, I can almost hear Fozzer gnashing his teeth. Yeah, because he, yeah. he, he missed the he uh, missed the the gold rush on that one. I mean, personally, um, I've been enjoying using the conflict zones now since that the the game has uh, sort of uh, balanced it out. Um, there was a bug there where if you left a conflict zone and rejoin it, you couldn't choose which side to fight for. Um, thankfully, that's been fixed, and I'm actually quite enjoying flying around in conflict zones at the moment. And it, the, those scenarios do seem to be quite fun. Um, yeah, so, I like the new conflict zones. They they're a bit harder than they were before, where you could just sort of basically float around and ignore. But uh, yeah, it's, I had some quite fun fights with the special ops NPCs, which are engineered. Yes, they, they, no, those guys are quite. Um, <laughs> those guys are quite tough. I must admit, um, I've only been able to to tangle with one or two of them before looking at a rebuy screen so uh obviously i think i need to get good when it comes to that kind of stuff so apart from um the update the we did have a stream from frontier which was effectively supposed to be a distant worlds thing but it it turned out to be a a goodbye to ed it was ed lewis's final stream last Thursday. Uh, and yeah, I must admit, it uh, got a little bit emotional towards the end. Um, <laughs> do you think he, we gave him a good send-off? Did he get a good send-off? I was on yeah, a bus, you know, so I didn't see I, it. I think it was um, it was a wonderfully mental um, stream. It was all over the shot. Uh, it was really nice to watch, and um, yeah, there was just lots of reflection uh, over his time in, in Frontier and the things that he's been involved in and the stuff that he's done. And it was a great opportunity for him to do it in a kind of very casual Frontier way um, rather than being all too kind of in your face um, and not quite personable enough. I think he struggled to put it into words. Like The more he thought about it to try and say it, was getting he was getting quite emotional over that um but he you know represented himself in the only way he knows how which is mm. honest and uh open and it was very sad it was genuinely really sad to watch and yeah don't go yes. ahead uh, i know um i think he will be missed although one thing that that did strike me quite hard really was the fact that they have a radio four voice which sounds as if they've stolen mine i must admit i was i was quite i was quite hurt by that to be honest <laughs> it 
no, not really. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll have a uh, we'll raise a drink to Ed, and hopefully we might see him down a Lavecon, maybe a trucker. We don't know. It'd be nice to see him about if he did decide to uh, to pop his head around the door, wouldn't it? Oh God, absolutely, uh, I'm yeah, sh- definitely. If he doesn't come to ECM or Lavecon and things like that, he will be badly, badly missed. Yeah, but then again, we can reload. We can't fault, sorry? Oh, never mind. The right. thing is that he may, he may not be able to make it because whichever company he's going towards may not be free that weekend or might have other stuff going on. So, you know, yeah. and, he might, and he might just want a clean break. He might just say, I've left Frontier behind now and I want to move on to something else and I don't want to keep reminding myself of the past. I want to live in the future sort of thing. I don't know. Yes, well, we'll... We'll we'll just draw a line under that at the moment and say a fond farewell to Ed, uh, and uh, well, I'm quite sure he'll be reviewing biscuits at some point in the in the near future. So, um, as far as these issues were concerned, um, Mangala Omeni from the AEDC has compiled a list of all these known issues. Um, has anybody had a chance to review those? Yes, hang on. Um, okay. So basically, this so is Mangalomi from ADC. He's gone off and it's basically I can I can agree with pretty much everything that he said. So you know, we know, for example, like exploration data. When people hand exploration data in, sometimes mm-hmm. your influence can even go down. Makes no sense, but apparently it does. Oh, yeah, it's crazy talk like that. So um, so basically, basically, he's got a whole list here of. Uh, Everything that everyone's really kind of spotted so far. Uh, I mean, I take it, have all these been raised as bug reports or, or issues? I know a lot of them have. I don't know if every single one, obviously, on this list has, because obviously it's not my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I, I've seen bugs about exploration data. I've seen bugs about trade data. I've seen bugs about missions. I've seen bugs about murdering and things. Yeah. It's well, it's the whole BGS is a mess. Yeah. Basically. Well, it looks like I was wrong about a little bit of complaint on the forum. There seems to be a lot of complaint on the forum now that I look into it. Just a little bit, yes. Just a little bit. Right then. Well, I guess what we'll do is we'll uh, leave aside the development news because we haven't had any more anything more about uh, what's happening in the future. Uh, so we'll move on to the latest with Distant Worlds 2. Uh, this is the reason why we've got uh, Will T. Riker and uh, Polish Dan on the streams today. Um, if you two would like to just chip in whenever you want to. Um, so first thing is that, well, obviously... One of the highlights that's happened this week is that uh, organizer Dr. Kai uh, managed to get a uh, rather special tweet to this week from um, the NASA astronaut Chris Hadfield. If you don't know who Chris Hadfield is, um, he is the IAS, the International Space Station commander that did the um, David Bowie uh, Rocket Man. Was, was it Rocket Man? No. Someone someone fill me in with the cultural thing here. 
It was um, it was um, um, David Bowie, wasn't it? It was Starman. Yeah, David Bowie, Starman. Life, uh, life, uh, life on Mars. Yeah. Well, come on, keep trying. No, You'll get there. Oh, no, no, it's like, not, no, it's not Life on Mars. That's the other one I like. It's a space oddity. Yes. But, you know, guys, just carry on making yourself shameful there. Shameful. <laughs> <laughs> It was a brilliant video that he did up there as well. Thanks, Aye. Twitch chat, for you can't save these guys. You just have to let them get out of their system. Oh, no! Opportunity! Look! Alien said Space Odyssey. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Alien did correct herself, so, you know. I know, I know, but, you know, we can just pretend that we're back in time and it's not happened yet. Oh, look, now she's corrected herself. Uh, shame we told you and we corrected you on area. I'm not the word lying. <laughs> the exact phrase is, um, Dear Dr. Kai, on behalf of all space explorers, past, present and future, I wish you and every crew member in the Elite Dangerous Fleet a challenging, fulfilling and ultimately successful voyage across the galaxy. For Audra Ad, ad Astra. Uh, Chris, all the best. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think that was quite a uh, quite a coup de grace for uh, Doctor Kai there. Um, new scientist. Coup de grace. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a good coup. It was definitely a coup. Coup de grace is, of course, yeah, exactly the wrong thing to say. <laughs> That's what you're looking for, I think, Colin. Yeah, at the moment, I do feel that way. So, uh, yeah, new scientists also published an article on this, as did Der Standard in Germany. Um, so, I... If I just might correct it there for a second, it's actually an Austrian newspaper, and I'm really surprised that they managed to get this article out. Um, I'm very happy to say they did, and it's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Commander Will T. Riker and Polish Dan, how do you feel about the, the, the press that Distant Worlds is getting? It must be quite chuffed. I've never experienced anything like it. Um, I didn't go on the first, uh, the first Distant Worlds expedition, so I, I came into it quite open-eyed and, and, and not knowing what I was taking on, to be quite honest. Um, but like watching how people have taken, I mean, at one point I think we were we were we were excited because I think we hit four thousand uh, people uh, by the time we finished. Obviously, like last week's uh, broadcast, we hit eleven thousand in the end, possibly nearly twelve. Um, and then just to be able to, I mean, the Polygon articles, we must be hitting. We're, we're in double figures for the Polygon ones yet. I've not I'm counted not them, but there've been quite a few. Just it is to say it's all done, I suppose, but you know, voluntarily, you know, we just do it because we love what we do and, and it brings everyone together. But it gets the, it deserves the publicity it gets, to be quite honest, with the, the size of the, the achievement. Uh, I mean, why not, really? Um, if I might add to that, um, uh, I'm from Austria, and uh, The Standard was one of the few newspapers that wrote about it, and it's actually the only one I'm subscribed to in Austria, and it's a very reputable newspaper, so I was really, really surprised, and it's just... Well, it's good, I guess, the, the recognition that it deserves, because I think, you know, it's very easy to um, dismiss things as in-game and it's it's much harder when the, the, the things in-game have a, a large 
following in the you know tens of thousands uh, and it's not a case of people um, abusing each other it's actually something quite positive for a change so i think you know definitely deserves absolutely that you nail on the head there mate. Yeah. And, and that exactly. is the thing isn't it i think it's not just a subject matter that has piqued the media's interest it's the fact that in excess of ten thousand people have decided to embark on something and 99 percent of them have never actually met each other in person before and i think for someone who's not into gaming that is very unusual to have a large group of people doing the same thing you've never met i mean i certainly my mum just doesn't get it you know what do you mean you talk to people over the internet as if i'm sort of like talking to myself <laughs> <laughs> on the microwave. <laughs> uh, oh no, he's got me. Um, I am trying just now to to set out my Type Nine for some mining, and I'm hitting a mass error that I have never seen in game before. So it's obviously something I've never paid attention to. It's relatively new. How big are your thrusters, and how much? stuff have you got on your ship well i'm trying to get you know basically two um class eight cargo holds and it's refusing to let me put in the second yeah i suspect your thrusters or your, or your aren't powerful enough to move the ship or your ship has too much mass oh, you know what? your thrusters sure can't move it you are quite right my uh, thrusters have been reduced for what i was doing beforehand and i've not renewed them right there we go well, I'll make it a little bit easier because then I can pick what I want when I want it rather than not. Thank you for that. There you go. You're right. Um, well, I'll confirm that right now. That it's the be. first I've heard of that um, fault in the entire. Uh, I think I've been playing for about three and a half years, and there's some, someone said I can't put my I can't put a mining laser on my ship because I ain't got enough mass. This is what you're talking about. So just get one on. Stop being silly. Is it? I can't get it on. It's the first time on this expedition that I've even realised that it happens. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. The amount of details, awesome. I can't put, you know, hold on a minute. What do you mean I can't put a class six cargo hold rack into a class six slot? What are you talking about? And then you're thinking, what the hell's this mass? I've got to balance power and mass. And then, yeah, it's yeah, thank quite. You. It's quite common if you're trying to do exploration build ships because you strip everything down and then you put stuff on to do something like a mining or combat or something like that, and you haven't got the thrusters to uh, take off. Well, that has definitely helped. Uh, thank you. I can now get on with that. <laughs> this is this is me going back into mining for the, the second time, uh, but this time with a new mining system, so I have no idea what I'm doing, so I'm looking forward to going out there and really making an arse of it. I guess there's probably a question for Dan. How on earth is Shadywick finding these, these indite-heavy rocks so quickly and well? Because whenever I do it, I consider myself lucky to get above 20, and he's been getting 40s, 50%. Am I doing something wrong, or is he just being lucky? No, there's a method. Well, firstly, I think uh, we need to... I use this as a segue just just for Will. Um, (laughs) How did we find this spot, Will? What did you do to find this spot, firstly? If I might swing out a bit and, and talk about how this was done. Um, I got to the to the Omega system on Tuesday already, or was it Monday? And just started uh, creating a Google Sheet 
and 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 started mapping some systems around the CG where it will happen. And some of my PS4 miners joined me and and said, hey, we want to get in. And suddenly I was no longer the one mapping the rings. I was finding systems to be mapped. And this was done quite methodically um, by just going through the contact, through the navigation list of systems, writing down every system and getting my PS4 miners to map every ring near the CG. And we first started with a 14 light year sphere around the CG, then went to a 28 light year sphere. And we did this until we had about 400 systems. That was the first time we found a closer metallic ring than the one that was previously known by the Elite Dangerous Database, database which was uh, 28 light years away. And that one was only 26 light years away, just for reference. This was 400 systems checked, and we found only one metallic ring. I'm not sure what went wrong there. And... Uh, after we extended our radius to about 48 light years, we finally found an indite hotspot in a rocky ring. Um, and yes, now everybody is mining in that one. <laughs> I'll take it from, take it from the hotspot. Um, and we've got, uh, our lads have done some research, um, into the hotspots already. Um, and we've, we've figured out that there is an absolute definite um, difference in, if you step out of this hotspot um, right now into the same ring, but out of the hotspot, you'll find even less of uh, indite. Um, and then the uh, percentages are also higher as well, which is why we can find them so often. Unfortunately for us too, it's just been bad luck at the moment that we've found so small. <laughs> But there's a definite, definite effect by the hotspot on not just core mining, which we didn't know until obviously this indite hotspot was found. This indite hotspot is the only one on record in so far in the game that, that we know of. Um, before the Distant Worlds 2 launched, we uh, the IMU community, I already set up a, um, a form to... Um, gather gather you know a record of rings and the hotspots that that they have and not once in possibly i think just short of 200 not 200 systems but 200 uh rings there was um not a single indict which i thought was i actually thought was hand of god um to be honest but the indict but the, there's a few whether it's because we're so far out we don't know but there's a few a few hotspots popping up, and I think we'll find more on our way. But this is the reason why you're finding so many high percentage uh, rocks in comparison to other places. Right. I was wondering if there's something to do with the the makeup of the system that goes off and says because this is this kind of star, then that's why these are these elements are around, and then you'll find them around here. I wasn't sure if they're actually go. I don't even know if the background, not the background sim. Sorry, the Oh, the galaxy generation stuff is, is that Stellarforge? That Ed? yeah, Stellarforge. Yeah, I wasn't we, sure Stellarforge um, goes into that. Sorry, we um, we want to try and study it, but at the moment we don't know how. Apart from literally, 
it's it, that that study would be have to have to be done on such a large scale. Um, you mean like a distant world two kind of scale? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's trying to get people to take take our passion for the research into mining um, because until also, now, that's <laughs> also good science though as well. You know, I mean, I know oh, I know DW two's got the science wing. Yes, we do have science uh, command. I, I was just looking at the stream, and I was feeling very sorry for that poor asteroid being <laughs> skewered by about 30 mining lasers. Um, you know, the funny thing is, though, every, all of us, I think, have got pink mining lasers. Stock. Uh, stock mining lasers. Oh, okay, you've got stock. I think I've got pink, I've got pink beans, I think. I've no, seen looking... all sorts of a range of colours uh, since we started. I bet. I mean, it must look right pretty as well, actually. Oh, um, brilliant. Some of the screenshots that have been posted in the fleet bomb server from the uh, mining wings that we've had uh, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. So, one. okay, great. Can you explain to me what's... Is there a benefit of wing mining? Because whenever I've gone wi mining by... Wh whining? Whenever I've got whining by myself, I usually just get very, very drunk. No. Uh, whenever I've gone mining, it's usually a Sunday <laughs> morning kind of thing. And I just I go off into into an asteroid field by myself, and I just you know, put some music on and just zone out. But it looks like I get a bunch of stuff. You, know, you go off and you you scan it, and you say, okay, well, this rock's got this on it. But then it looks like we all get an allotment of of material that comes out of the rock, do we? Or is it does one rock have the same material no matter how many people are mining it? Yeah, so what you've got is um, in the asteroids have a share for each commander in the instance. So I can I can mine like wearing the wing together. So if, if you're looking at the prospector, I can mine the entire prospector until it says depleted on my screen. But for you, the prospector will always it'll always remain on hundred percent until you start mining it. So the more people you have, the more shares you get. Now, if you go in a wing and you have three commanders with just mining lasers and a commander with a refinery, that means that one refinery is going to take in basically four commanders worth of cargo, which is a, an excellent way of, you know, contributing. If, if, if the, you know, the cash reward or whatever isn't, you know, your sole purpose, you just want to achieve, you know, the best that the, the CG can be, that's why wing mining was so good. But it also reduces the downtime between finding rocks. Like, obviously, we were rubbish, blamely, live on uh, Labour Radio, yeah. uh, finding but, uh, rocks. When, but when Shadywick comes back, he'll like come up and he'll be like, Here, here's a rock with 70% indict in it. Yeah, basically, what you're playing at, you fools, pull your finger out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the, the beauty of wing mining. Is people think that you, know, you have to fight over that 100% between each other, but you don't. That's, that's really what, awesome. I'm glad about that. That's what we have been trying. We've been we've spent all the, the the lead up to it and during just drilling in the same. I mean, we have been answering the same question repeatedly, but it comes as part of the job, mm. you know. Sorry, I'm there. asking boring questions now, am I? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we just, you know, that's what we're there. That's what we were there for. Just and the more people we told, the more. You know, then they tell someone else, and the chain reaction's been brilliant. But yeah, thing, you don't know until you find out. You don't know, do you? Yeah, one thing that did surprise me was the rapidity in which the CG 
was completed, and then Frontier had to keep adding tiers. So it oh, that was fantastic! Wasn't it? So yeah, I'm, I think even like seventy five top seventy five percent still nets you in excess of twelve million now. I don't, I haven't looked today what it is, but it's it's a huge response. Um, which kind of worries me in a way because Frontier may be looking at it and thought, well, okay, they've been a bit busier than we thought. Let's put the bar really high next time. Yeah. I, I've obviously my mo- my whining has been has been to effect because I just, just found a rock that. with fifty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, percent. I think I think uh, part of the issue, I mean Will Will here is entirely to blame. I reckon for finding this hotspot, which has been absolutely. Unbelievable. And I think it's nice that it was the console that found it and not the PC because it's the first it's the first expedition that's properly incorporated the console and then they've, they've come up with the money. We try to do our best, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And we will and we want to put ourselves on the radar, of course. We are sometimes I think regarded as the small smaller brother or something. But um we have some very good commanders. You are the red-headed stepchildren, yes. <laughs> yes. But, but we love uh, you anyway. That's very nice to say. We love you too. And I hope we can just work together on this and see what happens. To, uh, to answer the question, the net is speaking towards the next CG with the rapidity, though. I do understand what you mean. And this is one of the worries that we do have. Um, especially if the change from the laser mining that we've done to um, the core stuff, you know, it could go. It, it's on a knife edge what to do with that one. I don't know if they would make it core only because people are out there in smaller ships and lasers, if you like, are the bare minimum you need to mine. So yeah. if they make it too advanced, then. It may exclude some people. True, but then the only thing—the only thing that sticks in the back of my mind when we talk about the next CG is they've brought out. Uh, they'll, they'll be missing a trick um, from the developers' point of view to not put in the the new um, methods, the new equipment when they've just brought out the chapter. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I they know what they—they they, they have. Um... I've been using my abrasion blaster and my oh my not I've not done done any deep core stuff I've not seen any of them but I have used my abrasion blaster and my subsurface displacement missile to to get some yeah they delayed the outputting of those until a few days after the CG went live didn't they they didn't keep everything from day one and they've kind of trickled it across. I don't know, because I mean, this, this CG, if I, if I remember correctly, that's ensured the station is built. The next CG determines what facilities it has. Is that correct? I'd have to double check. Um, I'm not, there's so many, so many theories. I, have, I, I wouldn't like to say without a, a has this been con- released? confirmation. Yeah, I'm the, not sure this last, is known. The last theory we had were, was that if we reach tier 11, we get a low-temperature diamond floor. <laughs> <laughs> All I want is a hotspot. Not a hotspot. All I want is a hotspot. So, you know, when we get to wherever this new station is going to be built, we're going to have traveled a good few thousand light years. The last, All I want is a bath. 
Yeah, I don't care about hotels. Just a bath and a beer. That'll be nice. Ever. If I get time, I'll find uh, get some confirmation. Um, I'll see if I can get one of the one of the chiefs to uh, let, let on a little more inf- little more information if I can while we're on while we're live. What's your feelings about building a station at near Sag A? Um, I mean, I'm I joined part of the CG. I'm enjoying it, and it's great to have a community guard out there and all that stuff. But it sort of feels to me that it's a little bit like building a McDonald's in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> and I, I, I think if it, was da- if it was down to me, I would just have a little POI beacon at SAG A that when you scanned it, popped up with a little message that said, should have brought an AMFU. And then that was it. I actually agree. I, I feel like SAG A is the furthest out we should actually have stations because otherwise... I feel like the thrill of exploration might might get lost because why don't we have a station everywhere in the in the galaxy always to reach it's I think it's nice that there is still some danger to explore exploring yeah I, I think so too I mean it was it's, it's been interesting to see the changes in exploration as time has gone on you know as jump ranges have increased and as we then have stations there and I'm kind of glad to have gone to Beagle Point and beyond uh, when the when there was still a frontier, if you see what I mean, because I had to navigate across the abyss in a 34 light year jump ship, you know, and actually do the manual plots and work my way through and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, it sort of feels like I'm, I'm I've changed from country roads without a sat now to sitting on the M6, and I don't know. Uh, I think I would like it to be more, not dangerous, but more in, more involved than you know, just plotting a route and letting the computer do a bit. I mean, when, when I did, when I last went to the core, you had to do the magic number trick. I don't know if you remember that particular trick to navigate in the core, where you had to work out your jump range and take a multiple of that, otherwise the route wouldn't plot. Do you remember that? I remember. I definitely remember that, yeah. I mean, I never... I never went exploring with it, but I remember seeing about it and hearing about it. Um, but I remember, like, I was the only expedition I've really ever been on was the John to Jacks, and I felt that after, even af- after when when I went out to Jacks the first time round, it was literally twenty two odd light twenty two thousand light years with nothing in between us. And then I hung out at Jack's for a wee while, and then while I was out there, they went off and made these bases that you could recover at and things like that. And even the addition of those little planetary bases, I almost felt like they took away something from the early days, even from my route out to Colonia. They just made it that little bit easier because we had somewhere every five light years or something like that. To go off and recover at. It wasn't every five light years. It's more like every every five thousand light years. Ben. Sorry, every five thousand light years. I mean, every yeah. Five um, well, yeah, as someone who's still attempting to get to <laughs> uh, to Colonia on the on the Xbox with the with the shiny sidey, um, I'm saying those bases are a blooming godsend. <laughs> Otherwise, the <laughs> space madness just gets you. Oh, they they definitely are a godsend, but it does also feel. 
it just feels a little bit less as well. Something, well, something's been lost as well as something gained. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that, that I did find quite interesting about it, it's on, kind of on the subject. Um, one of the websites I follow, Massively OP, they have got one of their journalists at the moment doing an in-depth examination of uh, Elite Dangerous, you know, trying to learn the game. He's, he did Star Citizen the month before, so he's doing Elite Dangerous this time. And one of the things that he said about exploration was that he didn't feel he was actually discovering anything. And of course, that's because, you know, about 2,000 light years around the bubble, everything's really been tagged by everybody. And he didn't go far enough. And you sometimes think that because you don't feel you can, you're making your mark, it can, can be discouraging. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm been following the tourist route to get out here. And even though I'm following the tourist route and I'm with every, all the other 10,000 people who came here, I still managed to get a couple of us discovered by, and that's just by flying on a, about a 50 light year range. And I wasn't even going off. I wasn't going off anywhere. It was just like, you know, bang, bang, give me the shortest route, get me there, please. I didn't have a lot of time to actually fly here uh, last the other week, but I still, when I got here, I still had a, a, about five or six first discoveries, uh, and I had a bunch of first maps as well, including a couple of Waterworld first maps, which I was quite I was quite chuffed by. So it's definitely there's definitely still stuff out here. Yeah, I mean, does anybody else feel that you know something has been lost? I'm no? quite quite neutral, no. quite. Um... I'm I'm a miner, so I don't get out much. <laughs> so it's just it's more for the it's it's out of our it's out of our hands what to do with it. So it, it depends. It's all for the community. If it, it's, I think a lot of people will like, it, but I can understand why people wouldn't at the same time. So, but fortunately, I won't have to go that far after this. And uh, yeah. Um, have you have you guys covered the fuel rat rescues with uh, Distant Worlds too? I'm a very active fuel rat on PS4, mm -hmm. and when I told Crunchy Batten that I was going to be on late radio, he <laughs> he gave me our rescue statistics and told me to uh, pretty much promote it. Um, we did so far more than fifty rescues uh, in Distant Worlds two, and all were successful. I can report that all were successful, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, even some uh, code reds, which uh, means that the person was on oxygen, on emergency oxygen, uh, all were safe so far. Excellent. Uh, so has you, have you had more people signing up to be fuel rats for Distant World 2? Yes, we had uh, some specific persons actually sign up and get into training ahead of, uh, ahead of Distant Worlds 2. Uh, to become fuel rats, because as we know, there is the sign up as a fuel rat for Distant Worlds 2, and there is the actual fuel rats, which I'm part of. And it's quite interesting how that works out, because some of how we're handling at the moment is that the fuel rats are with the repair wing, actually, and the, the, the Distant Worlds fuel rats are with the repair wing, and they try to do the non-critical rescues, the, the ones that aren't coming to us fuel rats, actually. We are an emergency service, and we provide fuel in an emergency. So if you have friends nearby and they save you, that's fine. If you're 
on a code red, you should probably be calling the few reds for that. Right. So, and they can be they reached through their dis, the the usual pure at Discord. No, um, we're using IRC still, and we usually just ask people go through our website fuelreds.com, uh, get help button, and the most important stuff is uh, disable your modules, uh, drop from Super Cruise. Uh, if you're a code red, log out of the game and place a call. Excellent. I, do, I think we've actually got the instructions somewhere uh, as, as an advert. Um, now, Inara CZ has put in the console API as well now. Um, has anybody else seen that? Sorry to say again. Yeah, me, um, I, I was the one putting that out since it's uh, ah. especially important for us console players. I just did it myself today. I'm not sure when they put it up. Was it today or yesterday? Um, but for all the console players uh, listening, you can now connect your Inara profile to the Frontier server the same way you have probably already done with the Elite Dangerous Star map and can now load in all your info there. Excellent. So looking through all this, do you reckon it's so far so good overall? Overall, oh, definitely. Well, if uh, we've we've started well, definitely. I think yeah. that's uh, I think that's safe to say we've uh, we've surpassed, or at least the miners have surpassed any any uh, thoughts or you know predictions. Uh, well, especially fr- especially frontiers predictions, at least anyway. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, no, with the, the, what I wanted to add with the tiers at Sag A, um, I hope Frontier is going to do it the same way it did here. Just start with tier 8, see how the engagement is, and then bump it up uh, if it's necessary. Mm. I mean, there is one thing that I will just quickly touch on. Um, um, some people have uh, been reporting that and there's been a lot of PvP activity in, uh, in Distant Worlds. I take it this has been just restricted to um, open? As, as far as I'm aware, um, there's been very little in terms of uh, unor- like, well, I suppose what you could call unauthorised uh, PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, that has all strictly been open with groups of players following the expedition in open. As, yeah. I mean, the main focus, obviously, is the private group. That's what it was set up for. So yeah. everybody who signed up can get together and and uh, do what they need to do, you know, as, as, as the community that we are. But there are obviously some players that didn't want to sign up to change their mind or mm, some people are strictly open only. Um, some people enjoy that play, and I think that's great. Mm. Um, but with us being inside the, the private group, there's not a great deal we can yes. do. And yes, there has been there has been PvP uh, going on in and around, which is uh, unfortunate. If it was piracy, I'd be all for it, absolutely. But there's uh, certain other bits that have been going on, which uh, you know, not so yeah, not so savoury. Yeah, it, it's just uh, I've had report. Well, th- we've had people report to us or post. In other words, uh, that they've managed to take down up to a thousand commanders in, on the distant worlds to expedition. And I was there thinking, uh, if they've taken down that many, surely the blooming forums would be alight with rage. So, I mean, obviously it's pretty safe in the private group, but in open, as it is with all these kind of things, you you take your own. There has been some 
some forms of publicity and threads and that, but it's uh, nothing we really want to, you know, get ourselves entangled with. Yeah. Well, also, people doing it is hardly news, is it? It's just kind no. of, so what? You know, it's kind of like, well, exactly. It's not a big sing and dance about it, but we're just blatantly not interested. It's just, if that's what they want to do, crack on. But we're busy. I think it'd be more newsworthy if they didn't actually do it. <laughs> what yeah. I've actually been finding really funny, though, is you've been in the station, then you see coming up on system chat these messages saying, hey, the, it's really quiet and open. Nobody's here. You know, the, people are griefing in Fleetcom, but come to open. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just so funny, some of that. And the, some of the banter yeah. back and forth. It's, I didn't think I'd appreciate it, but I really do. I love having the system-wide chat purely for people trying to troll you to yeah, get I've you into that. open. I've seen that. Yeah. It's almost like the, 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 the old press all F4 for a free anaconda or something like that. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. oh uh, don't mention that. Don't mention that. I, I made the mistake this, this week or last week of putting a suggestion in that there should be a a... <laughs> Bar next to Hutton Orbital called the Free Anaconda, uh, and oh, oh brilliant! The salt that generated was ridiculous. I know. I thought it would make things easier because people would jump in. They'd see that the bar's there. The bar's called the Free Anaconda. Oh, I get the joke. I don't have to do two point two light years. Yeah. My God, was that wrong? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe the salt that people were saying about that. What um, actually happened? Just... Sorry, I was. I haven't. What? So tell us the story for the myself and the listeners. Well, um, it, it's still under the suggestions somewhere. It it's keeps on getting um, propped up, I think, by the ongoing debate. But what I thought would be a funny idea, just to keep the the in joke. You know, everybody says that you could get a free anaconda or an anaconda for a hundred credits at Hutton Orbital. Now, I think, as everybody knows at this point, Hutton Orbital cannot support anacondas. So how the hell are you going to get one, especially when it doesn't have a shipyard? But people were still going out the 2.2 light years in order to try and get one. Uh, So what I thought might help, especially with the new exploration mechanics, was if you have a bar next to there called the Free Anaconda, a bit like we've got the the orange Sidewinder bar and lathe, People jump in, they do a scan, they see that the, the free anaconda's there, and they don't do the 2.2 light years. They just go, oh, I've been done. <laughs> um, but apparently that caused just the mere mention of the free anaconda at an orbital was enough to make um, some people basically froth at the mouth. <laughs> Anybody want popcorn? Because it really is quite quite nice. <laughs> yeah. What there was a story on there that I really liked, though. That some in America, somewhere in like in the middle of nowhere, somebody had gone off and said, "Was well, it the world's your largest bat or something like that, or what, world's largest black bat? I think it was or something like that." And to get there, you had to like drive for miles down this farm and you know blah blah blah. Oh, bat bat in the cage. That's where it were. Oh, that was it. I mean, it was a red wing bat, wasn't it? Red wing, red wing bat, no, just like, well, can't remember, world's largest bat in a cage or something. Right. And you just drive for miles, hours on end, through increasingly, I'm about to get, you know, murdered by red, by rednecks and so on. And then when you get there, you find a baseball bat in the cage. 
and I uh, that appeals to my sense of humor. But it really didn't appeal to some of the folks' sense of humor. That <laughs> you know, they've got like I think they've got like a a, a to- uh, you know I guess like a, a cafe or something like that to get some ice cream and a toilet, and that's about it. Yeah, and a bat I've, in the cage. I fell for the big bat in the cage joke. Yeah. T-shirts for sale. But it's it's funny. Or at least if you don't find it funny, you need a sense of humor. I think. Yeah, well, I think I think we found out quite a few, <laughs> quite a few people who have a sense of humor bypasses. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. On that, so yeah. Oh, does anybody want anything uh, anything else to say about uh, Distant Worlds Two so far? Uh, we're yeah. going to Waypoint Three this Sunday, I believe. Is that when the release Waypoint Three is going to be? Is, it, is that an right? Hour before, I think. I think it's an hour before they'll release it on Sunday. Yeah. So. So this Sunday we're heading off to the next place. Yes. And this is CGN Thursday? Yes. Yeah, on Thursday we'll find out whether we hit Tier 11, which I think... Uh... <laughs> Don't you think we'll hit Tier 11 by the end of tonight? Because I know about 6 o'clock this morning we were about a third of the way through. And yeah, now we're, 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 very well, we're, we're about 80% of the way through Tier 11 now. Yeah, I think we're, we'll be about... By the time, at the end of this broadcast we'll be about 300,000 tons short of Tier 11, I think. Um, and then, of course, we've, and then of course we've got the the, uh, the bounty hunting one to do as well. If you want to do some bounty hunting too, yeah. I do. Ha- I do have my pew pew stuff. I shipped my pew pew stuff with me with the crates over to the the outpost as well. So I'll be able to yeah. do that as well when I get here and do a bit of pew pew. And I do like doing um, bounty hunting in the crate. It's fun. I'm going to head back to the crane to phantom. So I'm doing my mining, and I'll be doing the bounty hunting in my crate too. But I've actually been flying out here to the... I've been flying out here in the Phantom. Whoa! <laughs> uh, just as a Corvette fan, I'd like to say that a Corvette is a really nice miner, fighter, explorer. It's just... I love it. And I have two 4A multi-cannons with me for bounty hunting as well, so I hope, hope we finish the uh, mining CG quite fast. What I was going to mention is we can't, even, uh, we can't even finish a mining CG in the bubble, so let alone, <laughs> let alone, let alone complete one five and a half thousand light years away like, in a day. Yeah, that must have been uh, a bit of a shocker, really. That's the first mining CG that I've seen that actually breaks the, they've had to break the limit on. Yeah, we've we we have completed them before. Um, just as we've with the my uh, with our mining union Discord, um, we we have completed a, a CG and and it was it was definitely I think it was a first. Um, just because no one takes it up, but yeah, it is a very it, we had them afterwards and you know and they never completed. One I've never seen anything like it for for mining. Well, most CGs, in fact. Unless the pay is really high, then people can't resist. Well, just jump in there. I mean, um, you said something about a mining unit there. I mean, who are and what are the mining union? Is, is this your... Uh, yes. So in in March, um, I thought, why not? Let's, there's no mining communities anywhere. So let's see let's see what happens if I make one. Um, and then slowly but surely, we uh, we uh, we got a few we got a few takers. You know, using various social media you know platforms and stuff um and then we got known for knowing our stuff about mining and we got more people and then what was supposed to be a glorified um looking for a wing discord channel 
turned out to be almost pretty much a, a research facility referred to if, if um, some people referred if Cannon had a baby in metallic ring then it'd, be, it'd have been called uh, IMU so yeah the, the discord itself is the intergalactic mining union I wanted to I just created it I wanted to be at Lavecon but I had to do some adulting and uh, buy a house unfortunately and uh, yeah we've we, we've just slowly progressed um, we've got websites and we're setting up channels for uh, tutoring and stuff like that, all to do with mining. And then once Chapter 4 hit, we went, it just went crazy. Uh, we went from, I think, 300 members to about 700 in, in, in the space of about a week. But yeah, it's, it's literally, it's not a faction. It's not, um, we're not allied to anybody. We don't do background simulation. We just literally, uh, I created it as a hub for miners if they want to wing up learn people who want to take it up as a you know more more it used to be a hobby it used to be classed as a hobby but we've turned it we've turned it into an honest career and that was before the new equipment the enlightenment of void opals even before then we, we made man in a career so we just use our time and spend all our time making sure people know what they're doing when they need it and yeah, I just see that that accent matches the matches the meaning completely. Uh, you're not the first person to mention it. I mean, it's, it's been known. Of, uh, it, yeah, the uh, the northern accent seems to be uh, quite popular with the man in Union at the moment. <laughs> I wonder why that could be. Uh, not a clue. No. <laughs> the, the mining union has done some great stuff that uh, we could work up. For instance, Polish Dan and uh, a few of his commanders tested uh, prospectors out and they found out that A-rated prospectors actually do make sense to have because they give a 3.5 times uh, uh, fragment uh, count from, a, mm -hmm. from an asteroid. And they tested that, which is awesome. And thanks very much. Awesome. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, I can't claim even half of the glory because, obviously, with the slow pro with the progress that we made, I slowly recruited commanders that were just as enthusiastic as I were, and they've just shown me a whole new level of you know commitment. One of the main things I tell them is, look, I'm not bothered about you. Be as committed as you want. I'm not bothered how committed you are. Just you know your stuff. Just come help out when you can. I said that, and Commander Lionheart, Jake uh, P, Commander Bjorn, and Hydra. I've got to make, I've got a call shout out for them. They've they've just gone out, taking basically taking it by the horns. Every nook and cranny of mining just keeps getting found out, and we're finding new things to help help the community. And I suppose the galaxy just understand if if they ever want to take it up. We've we've just gone through it with a, a fine a fine tooth comb and. We love doing it. It's it's uh, it's it's a good it's a passion of ours, and uh, we just want to make mining uh, as enjoyable for everyone as we find it. Okay, I just want to wrap this up, but I do have one final quick question. So obviously, there's a massive benefit doing wing mining, but what about doing multi crew mining? Because obviously, I know I could come on board your Type Ten and fire your lasers and things like that. But would we also get the? Would we still get the double bonus like we get with two of us in different ships, or am I actually just there using space and breathe and sucking up oxygen? Why did you have to bring that up, Ben? It's the only research we have bloody done. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, 
we, we've not we've not touched on it with um, obviously the wing mining. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to slate obviously certain things, but certain things were working properly when 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 chapters yeah. were released and, and stuff like that. So we've not had uh, we've been busy trying to figure out the other things that multi crew mining's not really had a focus for us because she can't be in a wing and be multi crew at the same time, or that we're aware of. No, you can't. I wish you could. I really yeah, do. Yeah, that would be an absolute dream. But unfortunately, because of that, we like to focus on multi-crew is great, you know, getting people in, on board. But, you know, the, the wing man kind of takes yeah, precedence at the moment. <laughs> if there's, you would pick, or I would think most people would pick wing mining over multi-crew mining. Obviously, mm-hmm. sometimes not an option, but... The, that for that reason, we've not actually delved into any form of you know benefit efficiencies or anything like that. Or um, it's excellent fun. It is it is great for multi-crew mining, but in terms of you know efficiencies um, and bonuses or anything like that, we I've got no information for you, I'm afraid. But okay, okay. But it's on our to-do list. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody in the chat just wrote correctly that the only real reason why you want to multi-crew mine is so you could have somebody flying in a ship-launched fighter uh, around and and protect you while you're mining in a hazard. Yeah, but you could do that almost as easily. Let's say Dan's in his Type 10. I could go off and turn this into a fighter crate, and I've got a hell of a lot better protection for him and True. i'm still giving the benefit yeah. and you can still add a mining laser and i can still add a mining laser if i want to do yeah for the, for the bonus fragments what yep. i would like to see is a ship launch miner that would make my day <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break with a, a couple of efforts and then we'll be right back eddie lee wise here our family run business looks after all your sartorial needs whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen shaving. Making shaving an unnecessary adventure. I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader, I find it really hard to meet people. I mean, when do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military? 
But with venusdating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match. I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple, with so much in common. We both liked movies, walking along the beach at sunset, browsing imperial shipyards. And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love <laughs> shooting Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first encounter. Distant Radio. I'm Big Dad 32 and they're paying me in void opals. Is that even a real thing? Hey, for real. What can I buy with those? And welcome back, everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've really had much to discuss in the newsletter, but did anybody see the the new um, things for your dashboard uh, in the store that were released this week? You mean the retro awesomeness? Yes, I the retro ones. Excellent. I'm not usually into bobbleheads, <laughs> but I love the way they've made them look holographic and you can't see the spring. Um, so I did indulge myself with a old-fashioned crate for my crate to look at <laughs> distant worlds. But yeah, I, I more of those, please. I thought they were really good. Because what puts me off the bobblehead is they look like they come from cheap Christmas crackers. Um, but really? these, yeah, that's that. I don't like existing bobble. I don't like the bobbleheads. They just way off my tacky meter. Um, but the, these new ones. That look yeah. holographic and you can't see the spring uh, much better. Oh, right. Uh, I mean, I must admit, I do, I do quite actually like the, the, the bobbleheads, especially the letter ones, especially because you make out um, alternative phrases on, on these if you want them. So, I mean, I, you've obviously bought some, Shan. Have you bought some, Ben? No, I've, I'm suffering. I haven't got any money until Monday, itis. Ah. Yes, basically, it's yeah. a January. It's a January. I, I've not been paid for six weeks and I need money. Yes, I, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. the, <laughs> I, I am going to say, though, I, I am completely and utterly on board with whoever here, and I can't believe they didn't do a Cobra Mark Three in the first batch either. Oof, I, I don't know. You've Maybe got I'm... to... Uh, seriously, the, you've got to do the Cobra Mark Three rotating round like it's on the load new commander screen. You've got to do that. Yeah, uh, they're not going to save that for something like a Christmas or Black Friday. Oh, they better not. Or basically, and then charge or... a fiver for it. I tell you what, Frontier, if you listen to this, give the Cobra Mark Three <laughs> bobblehead to everyone who comes to Lavecon and uh, make it available <laughs> in the shop. Can you imagine the salt if they did that? Oh, bless. Or, or they could do it for whatever the next upgrade is. People who pre-order it get that. No one else. We need the salt. Or if you, want it, if you want extra salt, you could, you, what you could do is you could give it free to everyone who hasn't mined a void opal. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and I mean, I know that there might be a short uh, a salt shortage for the roads this year. So, um, yeah, if we can mine as much salt as possible, I think that would be worth it. <laughs> so, um, in other news, um, who put this thing in in the show notes about TTS four ED version two? I put it in with a question of, could somebody please have a look into that? And somebody <laughs> said they were going to. I don't know if they'd have or not. 
Otherwise, I can talk. Basically, I saw it just before I went home for the weekend, and I've mm-hmm. not had a chance to actually use it. Um, but, yeah, but what is it? What does it do? So, so what it goes off and does is, you know all the random chatter in the system? Oh, yes. It goes off and reads that for you, basically. Oh, right. So, so, so basically, when you, you suddenly see people saying that they haven't written their wedding vows, it will yeah. actually... Oh. it'll go off and do text-to-speech on that. Uh, oh, and it can do it with a whole load of different voices and things like that. I've I've not had a chance to play with it because somebody, what one of you lot, but maybe not one of you lot who's actually on the stream, said they were going to look at it. Ah, well, unfortunately, on Friday uh, I probably would have been under the knife. So uh, yeah, it, it wasn't you, unfortunately. You're better now. That's what counts. Yes, it is. I'll just keep um, thinking. <laughs> Uh, another thing that we, we should highlight is the most excellent ghost giraffe uh, has gone and done a uh, a guide to uh, getting 11 million worth of ice diamonds out of a heist and finding out that reality bends whenever a heist happens. <laughs> um, has anybody else seen this? No. Ah, well, you see, what they've discovered is that they have discovered that when a scenario kicks off, normally in the mega ship or the installation where you are, the cargo magically changes. So if you scan the cargo bays when an attack happens, you'll find that that uh, cargo is worth quite a lot of money. So as long as you st- go stealthy and hatch break those cargo things and not get involved with the either defending or uh, trying to steal uh, steal items, well, sort of align with the pirates. So if you stay neutral and try and nick the 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 ice diamonds right under the noses of both the pirates and uh and the station security uh and if you manage to get away to a a, a black market system uh, then basically you get quids in and they've found that you can get sort of like uh 15 million credits worth of uh ice diamonds in just uh, five ten minutes <laughs> It's, it's a good old um, Ghost Giraffe and Mars, and, and it's done with the usual sense of humour. So, again, we'll I'll put a link in the show notes for that. So, um, moving on, I think what we'll do this week is um, we'll go straight to the shout-outs. Uh, we'll touch on on uh, some of the, the future content for Elite Dangerous or specul- uh, rampant speculation for that another time. We keep on moving this this sensitive subject back week after week after week, but... Just um, like Frontier then, really? <laughs> uh, let's not say anything more on that until we find out. Um, so, as usual, we'll make a shout-out for LaveCon 2019. That will be between the 4th and 7th of July this year. Uh, we've heard from Karen. They are getting ready to ramp up to release tickets. So um, I think it'll probably be in the next couple of weeks or so where tickets might become available. Um, things are looking, uh, moving quite quickly quite uh, at the moment. Um, also, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight, and you can catch them at tv.forthemug.com or radio.forthemug.com if you just want the radio. Um, 
Well, just point out that there isn't no free anaconda bar right next to them, although there, there, there should be. Um, also, the CQC Discord, which is, um, of course, Elite Dangerous CQC on Discord, uh, that is where people who like to play CQC all meet up and discuss and set up games together. Uh, so if you'd like to join up, we will put a link in the show notes. So... Um, I do believe we have a lot of shout-outs to make, uh, Will T. Riker. Do you like to make... Uh, yes, all? I would like to thank all the people that helped with mapping the rings and especially want to say thank you to uh, Commander Mr. Perfect 11 and Sippopot and especially uh, Steve83, who's the leader of the Wildcard Squadron, who got most of his people to help and I'm pretty sure they did more than 75% of uh, the system we've mapped, which were 600 in total. And that was just a lot of man hours, and I'm very thankful to them. Excellent. Um, ben and Polish Dan, are there people flying about round where you are that you'd like to, to wave and say hello to? No, because Dan and I have gone, gone somewhere for a bit of a, a couple of private photographs around the back of a rock. I'm just right. trying to get him into the. I'm trying to get him into the light here, and he, he's not coming round. Well, if that's the case, then we'll we'll leave you to your private photograph session. <laughs> that sounds so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, I, I I hope those pictures are never published because they will scar the mind. Anyway. To be honest, I am tr I'm I'm trying to actually set up a nice photo that we can use for to, uh, the show t tomorrow. Or the show tonight on our site. If I could squeeze a couple of shout outs, if that's all right, if you got a no, minute. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just Atras, who was one of your own uh, guys, is who set up this meeting between us all, which I a massive thank you uh, for sorting it all out because I, I wouldn't have had a clue. Um, and then all the IMU staff and Will, who's in here with us today. Um, it's down to down to all those guys uh, as to why we've achieved what we have. So that's that's everything from me. Uh, uh, it seems that whoever is now reporting that the CG the mining CG is now over. <laughs> oh dear! Or no, hang on, he is streaming it till the mining CG is over. Oh, he's yeah. I was going to say it's definitely not over. I'm just looking at the the page just now, and it's fine. Ah. I think I need to get my reading glasses on. Yeah, oh dear. Anyway, so um, following this, of course, we'll have the excellent Galnet news uh, as created by Commander Witherspoon. Uh, but that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. We can be got in touch with at facebook.com slash laveradio, at laveradio on Twitter, and you can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio. You can join our TeamSpeak servers, where commanders like to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com. And Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday at... Uh, 2030 GMT and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Polish Dan. Thanks to uh, Commander Will T. Riker. Uh, thanks to Commander Psycho Cal. Thanks to Commander Shan. Uh, and thanks to Edla Weiss. 
Uh, and thanks to anybody who's seen us over the last week or so. So until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Twenty-second of January, thirty-three oh five. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoids ate my film star. Mordanticus faces Senate on Friday. Death by spreadsheet. Disappointment over community departure mix-up. Thargoids ate my film star. The disappearance of film star Consuela Knight last week has sent the galactic rumour mill into overdrive. Knight and the crew of her luxury yacht all vanished, leaving the ship floating empty in space with half-eaten meals on the table and personal data slates dropped on the floor. There was no sign of a struggle. The actor and the crew just vanished. With their clothes on, of course, because it might otherwise seem a bit rude. There are suggestions that this sort of thing may be more frequent than commonly recognised, and it is only the involvement of night that has prevented the authorities from hushing this incident up too. There seems to be no rational explanation. Rumours include the possibility that some sort of freak hyperspace accident might have left organic tissue, meaning the crew, behind when the ship entered hyperspace. A more lurid suggestion is that the Far God has started munching his way through the galactic population. Possibly the most likely suggestion is that the Thargoids have developed some sort of death ray that vaporises humans, leaving their ships and belongings intact.
Perhaps there are monsters lurking in the hyperspace conduit, ready to reach out and grab unwary commanders from inside their ships. Tinfoil helmets are highly recommended. Mordanticus faces Senate on Friday. The brains behind the failed Nova Imperium coup will be brought before a plenary session of the Senate on Friday, according to Imperial Chancellor Anders Blaine. The charge will be treason. The likely vehicle, a show trial, to make an example of the so-called Imperator, Duke Kaizo Mordanticus. Nova Imperium and its figurehead Hadrian Duval briefly appeared to command significant support within Empire space. However, that support seems to have melted away almost overnight. There's believed to be a small Nova Imperium presence left in Parisa. But without a fleet of battleships, they look like a spent force. Death by Spreadsheet The Distant Worlds 2 expedition is currently based at the Omega Mining Operation, gathering materials to build a spaceport that will be towed out to somewhere near the centre of the galaxy. But getting there hasn't been all plain sailing. More than 300 expedition members are believed to have died trying to visit The View which is on a 3.2G world that's incompatible with delicate thrusters and a heavy hand on the throttle. And according to claims, up to 1,000 of the expedition's members have fallen prey to space pirates. The claims are made by the pirates themselves, who've produced a spreadsheet as evidence. The spreadsheet contains nice pie charts and a table with each cell coloured differently using conditional formatting. There are rumours that the pirate's spreadsheet may even include a pivot table. The pirates have issued a series of Git Good guides to setting up Excel selection boxes, creating macros, and on how to survive in open using the SUMIF function. When they grow up, these pirates want to be accountants. Disappointment over a community departure mix-up. The galactic community has been shaken to the core by the sad news that a leading member of the community is leaving after many years of service. However, there appears to have been some confusion due to similar sounding names. It transpires that Commander Aidler Weiss Presenter of Lave Radio, Hutton Trucker and disorganiser of the Lave Radio Network Squadron, will not after all be leaving us. The celebrations have been cancelled. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> 